podcast that is dedicated to growing, learning, and achieving our lifelong goals. And today's episode, we are going to hit the ground running and go straight into the main topic and basically what the whole podcast is about, which is how life got in the way. So in order to talk about how life got in the way, you first have to think about what it actually got in the way of. And what is something you can do about that right now? So this is a topic that really resonates with me. And I know that it, um, all the people that are out there listening, that it may resonate with you as well, because we're all on this personal life journey. And sometimes on this journey, it can be very challenging. There could be a lot of roadblocks, but sometimes when we decide to take that journey and to follow our passion, we come across some really phenomenal people. And these are the people that help you to understand your journey and to go along the way. So yes, meeting amazing people is awesome. And I had the great opportunity on my journey to meet a very amazing person who I felt would be the best co-host for this episode. So because I feel like her life not only adds value, but it really aligns to what we're going to talk about today. So without further ado, I want to welcome to the mic, writer, photographer, and all-around awesome person, Eva Tenney. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much, Nikki C., for asking me to be part of this inaugural episode of your soon-to-be phenomenal podcast. This topic resonates with me, as you know, as a creative person who sometimes gets in my own way, but also who has faced challenges and barriers to achieving my dream of becoming a writer. I'm Eva. I'm a creative director and photographer by day and a fiction writer, aspiring novelist by night. I'm based out of D.C. Baltimore. All right. All right. Okay, Eva. So we're ready to go ahead and just get on right into it. Dive right in. Okay. So Eva, you know, the, the whole thing, um, the whole topic about today is what was, um, how life got in the way. So I want to, before we get into the how, I want to ask what was that main passion or goal that you felt like life got in the way of for you? You know, Nikki, I love that question. And what stands out for me is a dream I've pretty much had since the fourth grade of becoming a writer. Back then, I remember having this incredible teacher who became a mentor for me at that early age. Her name was Linda Lewis, and she fostered my creative writing, posted my short stories on the class bulletin board for everyone to see. I was such an incredibly shy kid, and having Miss Lewis showcase my work gave me a much-needed boost of confidence. So... She's one of the people I credit for bringing me out of my shell during that very shy period and discovering a way to express myself through writing. 
And like so many childhood dreams, mine was eventually put on a shelf and, and got super dusty as I pursued, you know, more important things like boys, like uh, ho other hobbies and pursuing other educational goals. So I began this journey toward an education that included pre-med of all things, because it's what my parents had always drilled into me was the ultimate oh, wow. goal. But of course, I rebelled in undergrad, <laughs> wasn't doing so well in biology and physics classes, but I was really enjoying my English classes and doing really well in my creative writing electives. Fast forward, I eventually got into journalism, got my undergraduate degree there, and fell into a career track in marketing communications that demanded a lot of my time and energy. I met my future husband, we began a life together, and along the way, you know, you experience everything that life throws at you. We've had losses and tragedies in our family. My very young sister-in-law left behind three children when she passed away of breast cancer. I helped to raise those kids and like so many women my age now, uh, I became a caregiver for my elderly parents as they aged. So between family work and, and my own health setbacks, that wonderful childhood passion that Miss Lewis instilled in me to become an author all but disappeared. But that whisper of writing fiction, getting published, novel or screenplay, it's always been there. How about you? I'm sure there's something that stands out in your mind where life just got in the way. It did, but I, it is so funny that you mentioned going to medical school because I remember growing up, uh, I will say my mother has always been very, very, very supportive of um, the different things that I always wanted to do because I was that kid who I didn't know where I wanted to go. I was, I was, I was interested in so many things. So one minute I was like, you know what, I want to be a painter or I want to be an artist. So she would go out and she got me the arts, all the pastels, everything to support my dream. Then I said, you know, I want to be a doctor. So she went out and she got all of the um, the microscopes, the the, the, kit, the uh, science kits. The She even bought me a human anatomy so that I can paint That's the organs great. on it. I love and, that. <laughs> so I was, yeah, so I was just like, you know, my mom was really supportive and I learned early on that I did not want to go to uh, medical school after I took uh, freshman biology in high school and I realized this is not my calling. So she didn't necessarily get the um, the doctor that she probably was hoping for because she was really excited when I said I wanted to be a doctor. But the thing is, I remember what really, really like touched my soul is when I was in I guess that I got the bug of just arts itself was when I was in like fourth grade and our our um our school um our little elementary school went to this um we went to this uh showing of uh or a live Broadway play called Bye Bye Birdie but it was being um the uh some students at a local high school were putting it on and it was an all-black cast and it was the first time I had seen all, you know, I mean, I've seen, you know, different things, but I'd never seen all black young, young students out there performing and seeing it live. And it was such a, an amazing experience. That was the first time my soul stirred. Like I literally felt my soul move. And I always thought that that 
that doesn't happen. But that moment, it did happen for me. And I was like, I was, I was, I just wanted to know, I wanted more. And of, even though I didn't go necessarily be the person that's on stage, just getting enmeshed in the arts, I always had a lot of books to read and just reading and writing over the years really kind of laid that foundation for me. And so for a long time, I wanted to do the writing part, but I also felt like I had to have this career, so to speak, of, um, I don't know, like editing right. or something. I had to do something tangible with this English degree. Uh-huh. Like you went, you went into journalism. Yes. I, I almost went into journalism, but I ended up doing like professional writing and I was going to go the route of editing and, and maybe, you know, that, that dreaded, I'm not dreaded, but you know, they always say when you're an English major, what are you going to do? You're going to teach. So I just, the idea of having to teach grammar forever (laughs) was so daunting to me. And I was like, oh my gosh. But so I kind of put that idea of writing a little bit on the back burner myself. And I just, I just kind of put it on the shelf because like you said, like in a way I went to school, I did all those things, but I didn't pursue it. And, and a part of me like you it just was still there. It was still inside me. And I just didn't know how to get it out. I didn't know how to get myself back there. Um, so it just, I don't know, it just how, I guess for you, how did you get past life? Right. You know, that idea of life getting in the way, how did you get past it? And how did you get back to your passion? You know, that, again, is such a good question, Nikki. Your trajectory and my trajectory are are pretty similar in that we had creative pursuits at a very young age. And it sounds like your your mother, certainly my mm-hmm. mother, even though she she wanted me to be serious and follow in her step footsteps and become a, a doctor and make her proud, she also supported my photography. I, I also painted. I did all those things, played the violin. Mm-hmm. But oh, I love the violin growing <laughs> up. And like you got inspired by seeing. Productions. I was involved in some productions on on the kind of backstage, if you will. Never saw myself on stage like like you did, but you got inspired by the energy of creative people. So I think how I found my way back to my passion of becoming an author and to write and to get published was a a circuitous path, as they say. It was not a straight line whatsoever. I I tried at several points to get back into it, to local writing workshops. I even volunteered at a literary magazine for a few years. But oddly enough, it was only a hobby. And ironically enough, it took me far away from the kind of writing I wanted to do. At the literary magazine, they wanted me Mm to do photography and video work because I was a PR professional at that time. So I was not doing a lick of writing. So what really finally, Mm -hmm. I I think what I could point to as a tipping point, as Malcolm Gladwell says, was I was already of a certain age and it was now or never. And I got a job at a university that offered tuition remission. And I had, yeah, oh, yes. you got to love, love that, that right? <laughs> and so I know that's a privilege that not everyone has. So was I going to pursue something business-oriented like an MBA? Or would I finally go back to my passion and maybe get 
a master's in fine arts in creative writing and publishing arts, which is exactly what I did. So I took the leap, got into this amazing program where I met you and people like us who wanted to really mm -hmm. give full play to the passion that we know has always been inside for all these years. And what I found in that program was a structured program that gave me some discipline and challenge, real deadlines, but also a community that supported and, and inspired each other to pursue this collective goal of creating, of storytelling on, in whatever genre and in whatever, whatever way, not just to get the MFA, but to give expression to our voices. So what I found there in all mm -hmm. of this was an accountability that I couldn't find in myself or do on my own. Yes. Yes. I yes, that 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 idea of the accountability. That is like the key word. If I could just ring bells that the just this is the segment of the class where the teacher kind of picks up the chalk and she writes right. on the chalkboard the word accountability and mm -hmm. then underlines it in chalk because that is how important that word word is. It's 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 something that you don't um you don't think about and when it comes to holding yourself accountable, that is one of the hardest things to do. And it was hard for me. So just like you, I, I appreciated this, um, this program because it forced me to do things like stay focused, have discipline, be motivated. And it was needing other people and just really understanding that's the one thing I want to want readers to I mean, readers say I'm always I'm always reading listeners to really get is that you have to know yourself. And I knew me, I knew myself, I knew that I was someone who did not. Um, I don't want to say I didn't have motivation, but I didn't have that sheer willpower alone by myself to just get up and do something. So I needed other people. And it's, it's, that's a great thing. It's that accountability. And that's one of the things that always, I think, drew us together because we could hold each other to, to exactly. a standard, you know, um, if someone else is, yeah, somebody else is depending on you, then it, it, it becomes, it's about you. You're getting something done for you, but you're also, um, being held to that standard that you probably are held when you're, when you have kids or when you have a husband or when you have a family or when you have a, a job, all of these things have a certain level of accountability and you show up for these things. But when it comes to ourselves, sometimes we just put ourselves on that back burner and that's where we have to get out of that mindset and change our mindset and change our way of thinking about how we see what it means to um, not let life get in the way. Is, so to speak. So um, I guess this is more like, I don't know, like a the why, being able to um, understand the why. Um, we each uh, kind of talk about that, but understanding what is the why am I doing what I'm doing? What was your why? I know what my mind is, but what, what, what was your why? It's hard to put a finger on that. What I could tell you, my short answer to the why is why not. I, I, I came across right. a quote I recently 
from an amazing athlete. He was the first black tennis player, and he came on the scene in the 1970s. He was the first black tennis player to be selected to the United States Davis Cup team and the only black man ever to win the singles title at Wimbledon, U.S. Open, Australian Open. He won the Presidential Medal of Freedom posthumously. He died of AIDS due to a blood transfusion from heart bypass surgery at, at the young age of 49. And yes, the main stadium at the U.S. Open tennis tournament is named after him, Arthur Ashe Stadium. And it's the largest tennis stadium in the world with a capacity of over 23,000. And he has this beautiful quote that I came across before this podcast and I thought it's, it's so appropriate. It's start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. And so, isn't that great? Oh, and there's a million that. quotes. Whatever yes. inspires you as a listener, as a creative person, as someone who's pursuing a dream that you have put off and buried to attend to all that life's priorities throw at you and the demands of your family and your time and your job is get to your why. Is your why because it's something that has lain dormant and that it's now your time? Is your why because it has been whispering to you like myself for all of these years? Is your why that you want to leave this earth without a sense of regret and not having pursued something that you said was your original passion? Those are all parts of my why. But right now in this period of my life, I'm just saying, why not? This is the time. It's now or never. But I also know myself, accountability, partners, and support networks, although the practice of writing is a very solitary endeavor. For me, at least, I need those people around me. And that's the process I've learned works for me. But definitely, I'd love to hear what your why is. Um, my why was, I love how you said yours was why not. But my why really originated when I was um, just starting to see people around me doing the things that they were really passionate about doing. And I'm looking at myself and I'm like, wait, I was once we were sitting in classes together and now this person's went on and they've become a published author. Or this person has, you know, released their first film or this. And I'm just sitting here and I'm like, you know, I remember they, they too had life issues or life things that were going on. So I had to really step back and say, you know what? No, I'm not going to um, wait another 10 years to write another novel or do these things. Um, I'm going to try to figure out how to navigate within that. And I just really understood that once I got back into working with people again, that that was so important. Um, the American Society of Training and Development, also known as ASTD, said that if you have an appointment with another person, you're 95% more likely to, to achieve your goal than if you tackle that work on your own. So that says a lot, like the statistics are there that we do need other people. And you look at when you are successful, sometimes you are successful by just allowing yourself to 
work with someone else. So I challenge um, just everyone out there in the world to really, or, or at least our audience, to really think about what was it that got in my way in life and why. Once you realize that why, then you can now say, okay, now what am I going to do about it? Because life can life is going to always get in the way. You know that. It's going to always get in the way for us. But now we're at a point where it's like, you know what? We got to make a promise to ourselves. And uh, Travis Chappell, um, he's a podcaster that really talks about networking. He said, you have to keep the promises that you make to yourself. And that just really re- resonated with me. We do. We have to keep that promise that we make to ourselves. So that's what I'm challenging, you know, um, uh, the listeners to really do. And just really get to that why. And I know we talk a lot about writing because that's kind of our background, but that doesn't just apply to writing. If you are uh, someone who's trying to change your career and there's someone else that you know that's also trying to change their career. So how about you work with them and you redo your resume and you talk to that person and say, hey, you redo yours and we exchange resumes and you set up a, a time to, you know, review it and give feedback to each other. And uh, that's just another way that you guys can handle or be held accountable. It doesn't just have to be, you know, if you're an entrepreneur and you want to be an entrepreneur, then you guess what? You got to associate yourself with more entrepreneurs. That is so right? very true. It's interesting um, when I was thinking about what we were going to talk about on your podcast, I, I thought some of these very same things. I didn't know about the ASTD statistic of 90%. You will show up for somebody else you make an appointment with. That is so true. And what I'm trying Mm -hmm. to do with my getting to my why, not just why not, but making sure I fulfill the promise I made to myself when I was in the fourth grade, which is go out there, get your voice known through my writing, is do it, do it. I approach my daily routine, writing routine as just exactly that, a ritual, but also an appointment with myself and hold it to the same promise I would if a best friend were to come to me needing advice or needing help or making a doctor's appointment that was critical for my health care. It sounds really weird, but what I'm trying now is to see that this is a calling, as you put it so beautifully, that I cannot let pass me by. And I hear it from so many people like you, like my husband, like people who have read my collection of short stories that were the basis of all of our thesis projects during our MFA program. And now I have unearthed those, I'm editing them, I'm packaging them, and I am shopping them around for publication. And as I said before, without the accountability of everyone, not just people who are writers and the creative folks around me, but my family and my friends, they are holding me to task and making me look at my reflection as I would someone who would come to me, like one of my students or one of my nieces or nephews, and I would make the time for them. I really need to make the time for myself. That is so true. Yes. So that is what we are doing. We are taking it. We're doing that. We're making time for ourselves. 
And and we want the audience to do the same thing. I just want to thank you so much, Eva, for coming to co-host with me today. I couldn't imagine of doing this with anyone else because you are awesome. And I want the readers and I'm I am so big on readers. I want the listeners to really know just how awesome you are. So if there is any information that you want to provide, I'll also put it in the description. But if you want to give some of your contact information, um, go ahead and um, let uh, people know Thank how they can connect. Thank you so much, Nikki C. Been such a pleasure being your very first co-host. And I can't wait to hear future conversations that come out of your podcast and hear from inspiring people who can help your listeners get back to their why. Folks can find me on Twitter at EQTenant or my website, EQTenant, that's E-Q-T-E-N-N-A-N-T dot com. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. And then for people out there who are looking to um, just have a conversation about the podcast or if there's some topics that you would love for us to cover then feel free to email me um email the podcast at life got in the way at gmail.com i know it's long but it's life got in the way at gmail.com and we would love to hear from you thank you again for joining us everyone i want you to tune in every thursday at 10 a.m for a new episode and until we meet again i'm your host nikki c and remember It's time to get back to dreaming again. If not now, then when?